I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, September 28th. Here are today's headlines. The House held its first impeachment inquiry hearing on President Joe Biden today. The hearing started at 10 a.m. and was still going on as of the recording of this podcast about six hours later. The hearing was focused on presenting all the evidence that the House Oversight Committee has gathered related to Joe Biden and his alleged involvement in his son Hunter's business dealings and allegedly using his position as vice president to gain bribes. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer opened the hearing by saying the president has lied to the American people. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee has uncovered a mountain of evidence revealing how Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. For years, President Biden has lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's corrupt business schemes. At least 10 times, Joe Biden lied to the American people that he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. He lied by telling the American people that there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his personal life. Let's be clear. There was no wall. Comer went on to accuse Biden of building relationships with his son's business associates and said Biden lied about his family making money in China. White House spokesman Ian Sams called the hearing a baseless wild goose chase on social media today. The committee spent hours examining about two dozen pieces of evidence against the president. Democrats were critical of the hearing throughout the proceedings. Maryland Democrat Jamie Raskin noted that impeachment is reserved for treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. Raskin also had a countdown to the government shutdown clock right next to him throughout the hearing. New York Democrat Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez called the hearing an embarrassment. But of course, Republicans continue to argue that the hearing is necessary. South Carolina Republican Representative William Timmons said the hearing is important because Congress has a responsibility to determine whether Joe Biden was a loving favor taken advantage of a delinquent son or knowingly participated complicit in the scheme and financially compensated for his role. That's why we are here today to answer that simple question, according to the congressman. This is likely the first of multiple hearings, so we will keep you all informed as the situation continues. But make sure that you check out the Daily Signal's morning bell on Friday morning to get a full rundown of the highlights from today's hearing. Wednesday night was the second GOP presidential candidate debate. There were some fiery exchanges and memorable moments. Seven candidates were on stage for the two-hour debate, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, former Vice President Mike Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Former President Donald Trump again chose not to participate in the debate and instead delivered his own speech from Michigan. Before I stepped into the political arena seven years ago, I spent my whole life working alongside of Americans just like you. Spent a lot of time with you. You just don't know that, but I spent a lot of time with you. 
and people just like you. Now, I put everything on the line to fight for you. I've risked it all to defend working class from the corrupt political class that has spent decades sucking the life, wealth, and blood out of this country. There were a number of notable moments during the debate, one of which was when Ramaswamy defended his use of the Chinese-owned app TikTok as a way to reach young voters. But Haley shot back, saying the app is dangerous and young people should not be on it. TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. For analysis on last night's debate, be sure to check out the Daily Signal's morning show with the California State Director of Heritage Action for America, Nathan Duell. While the debate was underway last night, stores were being broken into, looted and robbed in Philadelphia. Philadelphia police say a large group of criminal opportunists smashed windows and robbed retail and liquor stores for the second night in a row. The looting began on Tuesday night after a judge ruled to dismiss murder charges against a white Philadelphia police officer. The officer shot and killed a black man. Mayhem broke out in Philadelphia after the judge made his ruling on Tuesday night. Videos shared on social media show large groups of people rushing into stores and grabbing merchandise as police try to intercept the thieves. In a video shared on X, formerly Twitter, by Jack Poso, lawyers are seen robbing a liquor store. Take a listen. More than 50 arrests have been made as a result of the looting. 21-year-old social media influencer Deja Blackwell was also arrested on Tuesday night. Interim Philadelphia Police Commissioner John Stanford said she was live streaming while committing burglaries and encouraging others to do the same. CNN reported that Blackwell faces several charges, including criminal conspiracy, burglary, and criminal trespass. She has been released on bail and is reportedly due back in court on October 17th. Some of the stores that were targeted include Lululemon, Foot Locker, and Apple, and at least 18 state-run liquor stores in the city of Philadelphia. Because so many Philadelphia liquor stores were vandalized, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board has announced plans to close all 48 of its Philadelphia locations. Philadelphia Democrat Mayor Jim Kenney said this destructive and illegal behavior cannot and will not be tolerated in our city. The mayor says that his office is working with police to assess which areas of the city may need increased coverage or additional resources. The American soldier who willingly ran into North Korea in July is back on American soil. Travis King was on a civilian tour of the border between North and South Korea on July 18th, when he dashed across the border and was immediately taken into North Korean custody. The reason why King chose to enter North Korea is not known, but what we do know is that the soldier had spent time in a detention facility in South Korea after he allegedly pushed and punched someone in the face at a club in Seoul. King was set to face disciplinary procedures back in the U.S., but skipped his flight back to the States, and the next day is when he entered North Korea. It is unclear if he will face disciplinary action in America or whether he will be treated as a deserter. 
North Korea has claimed that King had confessed that he illegally intruded into the territory of the DPRK, North Korea, as he harbored ill feeling against inhumane maltreatment and racial discrimination within the U.S. Army and was disillusioned about the unequal U.S. society. But as CNN reports, it is not clear whether those are actually King's words. Both China and the Swedish government were involved in King's release. The Swedish government represented U.S. interests in dealing with North Korea because Washington, D.C. does not have a diplomatic presence in North Korea. The Swedish government helped to retrieve King and bring him to China. King landed at Kelly Field at Joint Base San Antonio Fort Sam Houston early this morning. He is reported to be receiving medical attention at the Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. Well, finally today, the Senate dress code drama appears to have been settled. The Senate passed a resolution formalizing business attire as the dress code for the floor of the chamber. The resolution passed by unanimous consent. The written dress code requires male senators to wear a coat, tie, and slacks on the Senate floor. The dress code does not provide specific details for female senators. The bipartisan bill was brought by Democrat Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Utah Republican Senator Mitt Romney. Previously, the Senate has had an unwritten dress code, but last week, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms to stop enforcing the Senate's unwritten dress code. Pennsylvania Democrat Senator John Fetterman is known for wearing hoodies and basketball shorts, and he celebrated this change. But many Republicans and Democrats criticized the new lax policy, which, of course, led to the passage of the new written dress code. But with that, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't had a chance, make sure you check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Rob Bluey is going to be sitting down with author Steve McKee to discuss his new book, Turns, where business is won and lost. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for being with us today. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.